Hello and welcome to European Pharmaceutical Reviews podcast. In this episode, we're exploring the quality control of mRNA vaccines and taking a look at the potential benefits of applying ultraviolet visible UV-vis spectrophotometry with Dr. Hans Joachim Muller, head of SBG UV-vis at Metla Toledo GmbH Analytical. My name is Hannah Balfour. I'm the assistant editor of European Pharmaceutical Review, and I will be your host today. mRNA vaccines are leading our way out of the pandemic. However, ensuring their quality is not a simple exercise. In fact, Pfizer has revealed that more than half of its COVID-19 vaccine's production time is devoted to testing and quality assurance. In this episode, Dr. Moore will discuss some of the key QAQC considerations for mRNA vaccines and how UV-vis spectrophotometry can be applied throughout the life cycle of vaccine development and production in conjunction with other analytical techniques to ensure released mRNA vaccines make the highest possible quality standards. What is UV-vis spectrophotometry, you may ask? A type of absorption spectroscopy which detects to what extent a sample absorbs visible and ultraviolet light to determine its chemical composition. Hello, and thank you for joining me, Dr. Moore. So, Dr. Moore, why don't you start by telling me what are some of the major challenges in ensuring the quality of mRNA vaccines? The mRNA-based COVID-19 virus is a novel coronavirus because this is a new strain that has not been previously identified in human beings. Now, we still do not have so much literature available for the virus. And on the other hand, the virus variants are developing rapidly. It is a challenge to investigate the constantly changing behavioral pattern of the virus and develop a vaccine against it. Another major challenge I feel is to ensure and maintain the novel vaccine's safety. Um, still, um, despite the successes that we have for the vaccines, actually we are still in the development of COVID-19 vaccines and the synthesis and quality check processes are not yet fully established with the manufacturers. We are required to set up a universally standardized protocol, I think to maintain the integrity and safety throughout the manufacturing. And UVVIS spectrophotometry may contribute to this. That's great. And what are some of the key properties or critical quality attributes of mRNA vaccines that must be assessed? I think it's generally is necessary to perform appropriate, significant analytical tests with the vaccine products in order to assess parameters that affect purity, shelf life, effectiveness, and the safety. Um, the quality of the purity of the vaccine is not only assured by solely testing, but it also depends on proper control of the manufacturing and synthetic processes as well. And what techniques are currently being used in these applications and what are their limitations? So the vaccine development involves simple as well as also complex hyphenated quality control analytical techniques. And along with UV spectroscopy, other techniques that are used are circular dichroism spectroscopy, capillary gel electrophoresis, reverse phase HPLC, liquid chromatography, mass spectrometry, and so forth. 
I would like not to emphasize limitation of one of the other analytical technique, because I think that every technique is unique based on its principle. Every analytical technique determines specific parameters, such as melting point, provides information about the substance purity. UVV spectrometry provides structural information about the same compound, for instance. It's like individual puzzle pieces, which they need to be correctly set together to yield the complete picture. That's a really interesting analogy. And can you tell me a bit more about why you should apply UVVs here? What are its potential overall advantages? Mm. It's a simple technique. It's an established analytical test method, which is described in pharmacopoeia monographs and which are relevant for regulated industries, obviously, for pharma. A UVV spectrophotometer usually gives accurate and precise results quickly. The speed of, the, let's say, the time to result, the optimization of it, is, depends on the optical setup. UV spectroscopy determines the chemical components in a sample or analyte at molecular level. It can be used to determine both quality and quantity of raw materials and finished products throughout the vaccine development process. And also, it can be easily integrated in R&D as well as QC workflows because of the simplicity and also the effectiveness. Well, with such widespread applications, why don't we start at the, at the beginning? So, Dr. Moore, can you explain some of the potential benefits of UVVs and how it can be applied in R&D? can play a significant role in characterization of lipids, lipid nanoparticles. In case of the lipids, it determines total lipids, the purity and oxidation of the phospholipids, for instance, cholesterol. And in the case of lipid nanoparticles, UVs spectrophotometry can be used to determine the agglomeration, stability of the nanoparticles, and the understanding of the structure of the mRNA-based lipid nanoparticles. For instance, the UVV spectrum of pure lipids will change if the lipid is encapsulated or degraded to a significant level. And actually, this can be used to determine this kind of parameters that I just have mentioned. And this is something which can be used in, as an additional technique also in R&D, so let's say for cross-check, but also this can be used as a key parameter then for production and manufacturing, of course. And what are the critical quality attributes of lipid nanoparticles that need to be measured? It's their purity. It is their average particle size, the size distribution within the medium, the concentration, the stability with time. It's also UV spectroscopy actually can really play in this kind of kinetic measurements, so stability over time the encapsulation efficiency, and also the drug release itself, the encapsulated component within the lipid nanoparticle. And why apply UVVs here? What information does it give you that might benefit you over, say, using high-performance liquid chromatography or some other technique? Let's say the simplicity and the effectiveness, actually, of UVVs and has providing advantages in the workflow, advantages that you get within a really short time, a reliable result. And 
this is something that really contributes then to cross-check, let's say, products that have been synthesized during R&D, but also then as key parameters in quality control itself. So without not so much sophisticated sample preparation being applied, UV spectrophotometry can provide a significant reliable answer. And um, as previously said that every analytical technique has its own advantages and no single technique is sufficient for the characterization. And um, our white paper I'm referring here emphasizes the use of UVV spectrophotometry, not only for the um, particles or the substances on its own, but also, let's say, of raw materials or of supporting auxiliary reagents or liquids that might be used in actually for the final manufacturing. And we need to have, we need to apply other techniques, of course, hyphenated techniques, liquid chromatography and so forth, which then really complete the whole picture. And Dr. Moore, what white paper are you referring to with your answer there? I'm referring to a white paper, which is um, UV spectrophotometry supporting mRNA vaccine research. So in this white paper, the... Um, Potential of UV spectrophotometry is described how it can assist the accurate and fast characterization of both raw materials and finished products throughout the R&D and manufacturing process. It's available on the EPR website together with the podcast. You mentioned um, some elements of production or raw material analysis. So where can UVVs be applied during the manufacture of mRNA vaccines? For instance, if you have a look at auxiliary reagents, such as solvents, for instance, let's have a look at ethanol, for instance. Uh, ethanol is one of the best solvents medium for lipids. It can be also used, or it is used during mRNA liquid nanoparticles assembly. So the vaccine manufacturing process therefore requires ethanol in its purest form. And yeah, UVV spectrophotometry can really help to assess the quality of the ethanol used by simply measuring the absorbance in the UV region and then comparing it. And this is something which can be done with a very low effort and it reproduces reliable results. And this is a kind of a standard test method which is already mentioned in international pharmacopoeia, such as the European, United States pharmacopoeia and so forth. And this also then gives evidence that it can and also should be applied in regulated industries such as pharma. Another point, for instance, I would like to add is that sucrose, for instance, is added to mRNA vaccines to maintain the shape and stability of vaccine during the freezing and storage. We all know that these vaccines actually are usually stored at very double-digit minus degrees. And... Um, yeah, also sucrose or these auxiliary reagents needs to be, let's say, in the pure form and UVV spectrophotometry determines the quality and quantity of this raw material. You already explained some of them, but what are some of the other benefits of using UVVs in each of these applications? I think the, if I would like, if I'm allowed to refer to, let's say, to Matt Toledo UVVs excellence instruments, actually, 
I consider some of the prominent benefits actually. Here is that we are mentioned beforehand the integration into existing workflows, into existing analytical workflows. And if the instrument itself provides ease of use and intuitive operation combined with an interactive workflow guidance, let's say shown to the operator at the instrument itself, I think handling and errors are effectively minimized. And this also contributes to reliable time to result. What is also quite interesting actually is that sometimes um, in doing, let's say, quantitative quality control, uh, nucleic acid components need to be digested in mineralic acid, for instance, creating a harsh environment that might also affect the integrity of the instrument itself. And should there be instruments available that are robust and can withstand this kind of, let's say, corrosive atmosphere, this is also something which contributes not only in R&D, but also is especially important in quality control. Bench space saving footprint actually is something which is extremely important. So it is not only that we have a powerful instrument, but maybe it should be as small as possible in order to integrate itself into the other instruments that I've just mentioned before that require a little bit more spent space, and spent space is a little bit expensive those days. And um, I think what is two more points I would like to add actually is all of the regulated industries, and maybe this also more a general trend, is heading towards digitalization of reports, including complete traceabilities of all measurements. And usually the FDA comes here into play that requires especially quality control, the FDA compliance and that's uh, of data integrity. So, and this is not only then for quality control and manufacturing purposes, I think this should be done right from the beginning, also in R&D, that you always know what you have done, who has done, which measures and can document this in order to be fully traceable, should it be required by auditors. And I'm complete and traceable um, aspect actually is also something that applies to qualification of the instrument's performance. Especially in regulated environments, there are many parameters that need to be tested. And this is especially true for optical spectroscopy, UV spectroscopy, and if this something is provided in this respect, then I think then the operators in which an environment, irrespective of the environment they are working in, can be sure that the instrument is measuring correctly. That's great. And finally, why don't we talk about the quality control of mRNA vaccines? Dr. Mer, can UVVis be used to determine product purity and concentration? Yeah, it can be done definitely. As I said, also just in the case of nucleic acid, for instance, there it can be applied to really get a quick insight about the concentration of a nucleic acid and also about the purity. This is something which is very, very helpful in this respect, irrespective of which workplace we are talking about, it can be R&D, can be pilot production, manufacturing, quality control, and so forth. And um, I also mentioned this here, that 
the example, for instance, nucleic acids, so phosphate analysis, which is also usually done for other vaccines, DNA-based vaccines, there, their digestion step is, is preceding, and then a typical reaction takes, sample preparation technique takes place, which then enables UV spectrophotometry to measure the amount of phosphate in nucleic acids quantitatively in the subpath vermilion region, which is also very important. And also this is, that shows that the UV spectrophotometry is a sensitive analytical technique in this respect. Why should we apply UV vis for quality control of mRNA vaccines rather than, say, liquid chromatography or flow cytometry or some of these other techniques? I think it's a very broad range that can be covered with UV vis. And it works on a molecular level. It can identify the respective substance. And it can be used for quantitative nucleic acid determination. It also for analysis of bacteria, enzymes, proteins, nucleotides, plasmids, and also purity and impurity profiles of raw materials. I've given you the example beforehand, both ethanol and sucrose as auxiliary reagents. So a rather broad spectrum actually can be measured quantitatively as well as qualitatively with one very simple analytical technique. And this is something which adds quality to the laboratory, or irrespective of the workplace, actually, to these hyphenated techniques, but does not substitute them. It can be used in addition in order to cross-check, in order to get a quick insight into the purity or impurity profile of the respective substances, and this works hand in hand. Thank you. Unfortunately, that's all we have time to discuss today. So thank you, Dr. Moore, for joining us and for your wonderful insights into the potential applications of UV-Vis spectroscopy in the QAQC of mRNA vaccines. I particularly like how you spoke about it being integrated with other techniques to create a fuller picture of the quality of mRNA vaccines. On behalf of European Pharmaceutical Review, Metla Toledo and Dr. Hans-Joachim Moore, Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode soon.